This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is when my anger melted away slowly and I found myself slipping. Slipping through the thin soil and onto a fresh coffin for my day's slumber. And what did I dream of? Of the lovely living creature, of course. How could this suddenly passionate troll forget the way her dark, thin hair flowed on the wind? And her downcast eyes shone through the thickening blackness. There is a space between reality and fantasy. Between light and dark. Between rational and irrational. In this space, there are stories... This story is called A Brief Love Memoir of a Cemetery Troll. Life and death are most extraordinary. At dusk, my eyes opened and I stretched myself lazily. My long tongue snatched a large beetle that happened to be near me at that moment, and I smiled, enjoying this tasty meal. What a fine night this was. I climbed through the settling soil all the way up and felt the cold air as my head popped out of the ground on the surface. Fresh, wonderful night, cold and crisp. I howled at a group of ghosts that seemed to be discussing something in their silent way. They scattered away, terrified of their keeper. So, things seemed to be in order. I happily jumped on a tombstone and snatched a baby bat, stuffing it into my mouth and enjoying its pleasant crunch. (laughs) Then, my skinny limbs felt heavy, full of something hot, as if something inside me woke up. I turned, and it was her, the woman. She walked once again among the tombstones, seemingly studying each one. What could this mortal being want with all this death? Fascinated, I followed her. She walked slowly, as if it was hard for her to move, and seemed to be making a noise. What was this noise? It took a moment for this forgetful troll to recall that this was the sound of human crying. Yes, many times I have heard it, but never gave it much meaning. 
Yet now, following this young woman, something inside this old troll's chest seemed to warm, making me feel more miserable than ever. It took many moments before I realized that what I was really feeling was pity. A long time indeed. The woman slipped under a bush where the fence was broken, and a moment later was on the other side. She shook some dead leaves off her person and started walking away. Oh, how awful this troll felt when he saw this lovely creature move away from the cemetery. How miserable my life suddenly got. Well, there was no other choice but to follow the lovely human. Of course, that was quite a thing to do. I have not left this cemetery for, well, that was as good as anyone's guess. What even happened at the cemetery with no troll to look after it? I ought to know, but I did not. Well, I thought it would be just fine. A cemetery is as quiet as it gets, and there was nothing that could go wrong in my absence. Surely if I just slipped out for an hour or two. <sighs> well, I was jumping from tree to tree following the lovely creature as she slowly made her way onto a quiet street. Oh, how those lights hurt my poor dark eyes. Never before had I felt so assaulted by all this brightness. Still, I kept up with the woman. She walked slowly, making it easier to follow her. Before I knew it, I was peeking through the window into the darkness of her small home. She slowly made her way upstairs and took her time changing. Meanwhile, I looked around. The house was small and neat, very different from what I was used to. There was one problem. She had a cat. furry animal spotted me right away and hissed at me, <laughs> its tail getting large and menacing. I licked my lips, my sharp teeth protruding. A stream of saliva flowed down my chin. At that, the cat retreated and hid under the couch. Monster! Monster, where are you? It was her lovely soft voice. The sound of it made my scaly skin feel something for the first time in many centuries. Something warm and delightful. I grinned and jumped on her roof, hoping for an open window. Monster! The woman repeated. It took me a moment to realize that Monster was her cat. 
I was happy I decided not to eat it, for I realized then that it would make the woman sad if I did. The cat made no sound. It was still hiding under the couch, terrified of me, no doubt. I could go down and get it, force it out, and into the woman's room I could... <gasps> or better yet... I quickly jumped into the hallway through an open window and lowered myself. I have seen many cats over the years, so this would be easy, I decided, as long as the house was dark. I went on my fours and put my tail up, cat-like, exposing as much of my furry chest, my best attribute, as possible. Like this, I entered the room, quietly and with confidence. The woman was in bed. She did not look at me, and judging by my light footsteps, my best imitation work ever, had assumed I was Monster, her cat. Come, kitty, was all she said. Meanwhile, I jumped up on her bed. How soft that bed was. I rolled in it as if enchanted. I rolled on my back and fell against the woman. She petted my furry chest, which was lucky, for if she touched me anywhere else, she would have recoiled in horror. I purred. Delighted to be touched by this human creature. Ugh, monster, what did you get up to? You stink. The woman pushed me away, disgusted by the smell of me. Oh, what is that? Was all I heard her say. Of course, I had to get out. Leave that place before I could be discovered. I should have known that my cemetery smell of soil and insects and old dead bodies would be unappealing to most, but especially this lovely human. <sighs> my lip quivering, I jumped out the window and onto the lawn. Monster was there, eyeing me suspiciously. The cat probably knew what I had done and had a grudge against me for fooling his human like this. I hissed at it again, exposing my sharp teeth, and it ran off, terrified, into the bushes. <sighs> I ran rapidly back to the cemetery, jumping from tree to tree as fast as I could. I reached it in only a few minutes, and to my dread, I found chaos there. I was gone for less than an hour, yet most of the ghosts managed to escape. It was Awful! A terrible failure on my part. I could see most of them wandering around in all directions, searching for whatever looked familiar. Ugh! Silly, stubborn ghosts! Of course it was a disaster. <sighs> I got to work at once. Lunging at these ghosts, herding them back to the cemetery one by one, threatening them with my large claws and my ugly teeth. And, before the night expired, I managed to get most of them back in, but for one or two. I suppose they would have to find a nice warm house to haunt. It was very bad of me to do that, to leave my cemetery like this with nobody to watch over things. 
I felt something like regret stir within me as I thought back to that lovely young woman, her pale skin, and sad gaze. There was something I felt for such a human, surprised at my capacity to feel anything at all. It was strange, but at that moment, I wanted to put my bony, thin, decaying arms around her tiny shoulders and caress her with my claws, carefully so as not to hurt her. My sleep that day was restless. I was feeling guilty that I left my cemetery. That was most irresponsible of me. Still, the thought of that woman made it better somehow. And what's more, I realized as I drifted into deep sleep, I knew where she lived. On the next episode of A Brief Love Memoir of a Cemetery Troll. It was the softest, warmest touch this troll had ever felt, and I closed my eyes happily enjoying this new development, my thin tail curling around me carefully. (sighs) The woman's cat hissed at me from where it was hiding in the closet, no doubt jealous that his human was favoring a troll like me. Thank you for listening to A Brief Love Memoir of a Cemetery Troll, a crawlspace media production of a pi-rational story. Narrated by Danny Scott. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.